I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a program dedicated to intersectional fandom. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Thank you for joining us. If you would care to peruse our archives, you can do that at soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That is where you can find most of the episodes. You can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio content. Uh, We really appreciate you listening to this episode. We want to thank you all for joining us today. We hope you have fun. It's what we like to do here on the show. We like to have fun. Always giving it light. Light and tight. It's what we like to do. Uh, that should be good, right, Kate? Yeah, you think they're gone? I I, I think they're probably bored by now. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. My parents figured out how to listen to the podcast, so... So we had to do something. So, Throw them off the, off the trail. It's my nightmare. So <laughs> this show is going to be 70% less fun because I can't talk about nothing. That's not true. We just can't talk about do certain I want, things. Do I want Christmas to be ruined? <laughs> Who wants Christmas ruined? Let's just do the pod as normal. Nobody wants Christmas to be ruined. That's for you, Dad. Dad loves drops. That's what we figured out. My father is a true true male. Loves drops. I meant to get a fart drop for him, specifically. My Christmas present to you, Dad. Hopefully, hopefully though, they're gone by now. Hopefully, they got bored. Yeah. Welcome back, friends. This is episode 139, and we are back to format. Back to format. Back in time. Thank you for your understanding, friends. Yes. And to Caitlin for just allowing me to not die. Yeah, we last took a, week we took a week week off. You barely noticed. <laughs> you barely noticed. You, like, you read my post and were amused, and then you know went and checked out the playlist, and you know we're like, oh, I hope they come back. I have to do all my Christmas shopping, so you didn't notice. Listen, I got some good news and some bad news for you. What's some good news? Your engagement with that post was a lot higher than I usually see from Facebook posts. Fantastic. That's the good news. Yeah, it was funny. The bad news is that just means you're doing Facebook posts all the time now because the people clearly like you better than they like me. I think we already knew that. (laughs) Indeed. Um, but didn't you miss her friends? I know I did. Right. Um, so we took the week off. We've come back and we are no longer doing crapathon. Crapathon, yeah. But, wow, it seems, seems like forever ago. But that was that was fun. I like that. It was fun. Yeah. Maybe we will do it next year if we're still here. Of course we're going to still be Of course here. we're still going to be here. Don't make people panic at Christmas. If you're panicking at Christmas and you want to plead with us to never go anywhere and to be in your lives forever, you can do that via most socials if you just throw in at GeekDownPod, primarily Twitter. Get up off Twitter. Twitter has basically become the place where I chronicle my experience on love life school idol festival so i apologize fun to the people fun sidebar sidebar speaking of christmas speaking yeah. of twitter yeah. speaking of things getting ruined okay okay all right that- so I, I, all right i can grant that this is my mistake this was my mistake in, in two first parts. and foremost Your mistake two parts two parts so we get this book in at work if you follow us on twitter you would have seen i posted that we got this book in at major canadian retailer Called uh, Women of... It's a Star Wars book. Yeah. Called Women of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like an encyclopedia of sorts about all the women in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. Which is nice. And it's just a nice gesture. It's totally nice. Yeah. going to make a lot of people mad, though. Oh. So mad. Uh, yeah. It, they're all going to be men. <laughs> Spoiler. All the men are going to be mad. Yeah. Uh, this delights me, as we know. <laughs> we both love weeb tears. <laughs> love weeb nerd tears. Um, and I tweeted it out. 
and then you know put it away because i think for a brief moment i considered this could be a good present for caitlin for christmas yeah and then i said caitlin needs books like i need records but then i did the gif of beauty from beauty and the, or bell from beauty and the bees like riding the librarian's ladder like across being like what i love these all the books um and then the more i thought about it throughout the night i was like there's really no better gift for her there's like four pages on ahsoka alone like oh, my heart so i was like well let me just put this aside and we'll see how i'm feeling come come payday yeah on my way home perusing the twitters mm-hmm. on the bus and the little boop little blue the blue bar pops up mm-hmm. somebody's liked your tweet katie mac's liked my tweet katie mac who is never on twitter <laughs> i don't think i can count on one hand the number of times i've seen a notification from katie mac she fucking found that one and liked it and ruined christmas okay no 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 first of all your fucking fault for putting that on there because of course i was going to be like Hey, a thing from Geekdown. Oh, Star Wars. Oh, I like Star Wars. You're ladies. never on Twitter. Well, maybe I've been trying to be more active on socials and it's like I'm dipping my toes in. That's not. No, you were doing fine, sweetie. That was not a goal to be reached. Anyways. And then. So I liked it. It just meant I liked it. He didn't have to then go at me on Facebook Messenger being like, you ruined Christmas. What is wrong with you? I was like, what? You didn't have to tell me. Yeah, I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> so now it's my fault. I wow. ruined Christmas and all the children will cry. All the children are crying because Caitlin ruined Christmas. Except for me because I'm hopefully going to get that book for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> will, will you be disappointed if Christmas is absolutely zero surprise? No. All right. I better, I like, I'd rather have something I like than it'd be a surprise I didn't like <laughs> as much as I like surprises. Because Lord knows I couldn't get you another tea set. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to put it, but... You never have too many tea sets, right? Right, guys? The Fletcher fans out there, right? The Fletcher fans. Don't name them. <laughs> We're named now. <laughs> Posse up the murder, the five murder she wrote fans who listen to this podcast. <laughs> there are more of you out there. I know it. You still want to admit it. <sighs> Speaking of fans. Yeah, segues. And those people who are lovely and support us. Mm-hmm. If you would like to support us, please go to our Patreon page patreon.com slash geekdownpod we have tiers there there's lots of stuff you can take a look at the best tier probably is the misha tier <laughs> so friends i have to be totally honest with you um if you follow us on socials you also know that i'm i'm planning a sort of clip show yes for the end of the year not just of the best fun moments from this year but just kind of across the life of the show mm-hmm. and i also figure it'll be a, a fun little like you know at the top of the show feed you know like if you're new to this yeah. You want to know what the hell the show's actually about? Here's 45 minutes of us being fucking idiots. Take a listen. If you, if you don't know where aesthetic came from, <laughs> if you don't know where garbage came from. You don't know where Chauncey appeared from. Yeah. Th- thanks, listeners, when I said, what are the moments you want in a clip show? And multiple people were like, the evolution of Chauncey. That's not labor intensive at all. It's not like we've been talking about him every episode for <laughs> since like episode 47. I know that now because I went back that far <laughs> and listened to all of them. But... You did this to yourself. I did. That's really the moral of <laughs> this is the moral of my life and this episode. It's it just things I did Jordan to myself. Did it to himself. Um, and yeah, <laughs> going back and listening and re- to the moment where we were both very confused when Misha decided to p- 
pledge three dollars a month, which we did not make an option. <laughs> no, but. but he just busted it and did it because Misha is a super fan. He's like, you know what? I love you guys, but also fuck you guys. <laughs> three bucks. <laughs> but it's more than a dollar, even though a dollar is amazing. Do not discount the dollar pledge. No, we will happily take the dollar pledge. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll take a dollar pledge. Anything you want to give. Or we will take a one-time donation, too, if you feel like supporting us at Christmas time, being like, magic, magic of Christmas, here's a coffee. ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. You can do it one time, you can do it two times, you can do it once a month if you wanted. But it's there, and it's an option, and we thank everyone who has uh, taken us up on the offers of monetary support. It means... Absolutely the world to us. We're still making plans to next year to start to do interviews. So that money will go towards um, a third microphone, which is very important. Third microphone, third stand. And we'll start getting some extra bodies in here. Because Lord knows you're sick of us. I know. We're just we blab and blab. Hence the 45 minutes of stupidity that Jordan's going to put together for y'all. I'm only halfway through the archives, y'all. And then I've got to go through them and pick my favorite moments. Because I can't. I can't. There's stuff I can't find. She's got to go back and find it. I got to go back and find it. Um, yes. Thank you so much to everybody who parts with their hard-earned money to support this endeavor. It means the world to us, especially at the Christmas season. Y'all could have been like, uh, let me just pause this for December. I got stuff to buy. I got chocolate oranges to buy for coworkers and Christmas crackers. What? Sidebar, what are the point of Christmas crackers? Well, usually it was to have fun things inside, like funny <laughs> crowns and jokes and, you know, like baubles. So not nail clippers. No, that's stupid. Or a paper clip. That's yeah, that's stupid. I would take a bookmark. That's like just like a nice little thing. It was a cool bookmark. Um, Chris's mom a couple years ago got like the best Christmas crackers ever, and I literally people didn't want their stuff, and I was like, "Are you people out of your mind?" And I like have a thousand of those rulers that like fold up. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so good. Um, Kate was like, "Finally, knickknack." <laughs> All the knickknacks. <laughs> and Chris can't stop me because his mom bought them. <laughs> he can't be like, why do we have all these rulers? <laughs> be like, because your mom bought them. What if them? I need to measure things in 18-inch increments? <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> be, be thankful then. See if you're laughing then. Senior correspondent Chris at one point was a while ago was like, well, too bad. We don't have measuring tape, so we can't measure it. Bam! I was ready. <laughs> Just whip them fuckers out. They just unfolded like fucking daredevils. Daredevils walking stick. Bam. Wow. Uh, yeah. It was good times. Speaking of daredevil. Oh. Look at me segueing. Set that up. You know, we've never done a segue without one of us mentioning Pointing it. Pointing out that it's a segue? Yeah. Not we, once. We are proud of this. This shit is fire off the dome and people deserve to pause and go, damn, that was a good segue. That was good. That was excellent. Well done. Listen, in the words of Fife Dog, if I don't big myself up, who the hell will? I like that. Uh, Daredevil canceled. Yep. The third and of what will probably be four cancellations to come from the Marvel, uh, Netflix universe. I am surprised that they canceled it before canceling Jessica Jones. Mm. If they are going to cancel all of them or going through, I don't, I don't know why it's taking so long. I don't know why they didn't just cancel them all. All all on mass type of thing. Yeah. It's like, it's a slow sort of like turning of the knife. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, why wouldn't you just do it once? It'd be like one really good jab. You right? could have just punched me in the face, but instead <laughs> yeah. you're just yeah, you're just slowly like, needling me. Um, so I'm I'm assuming it's coming, and, and again, I mean, it could be ratings, it could be a bunch of stuff. One of the things is maybe it's because of this new Disney streaming, but then why? cancel them like that i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it is definitely about a reconsolidation of the characters and whatnot um according to entertainment weekly uh daredevil was the fourth highest netflix show okay after narcos sabrina and stranger things okay um i don't know if that's for the year of or all time probably not all time i'm sure early seasons of orange is the new black or something had right had crazy crazy numbers um, and a tweet from the editor in chief of Collider, which was not second sourced, so he was just like, "This is rumor." Right. Um, consider this rumor. Suggests that uh, Marvel was the one who pulled the plug. Interesting. Marvel was like, "Nope, no more." But- and there was a quote from Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil. Yes. Um, who he was basically like, "I don't really know what I can say, but I'll tell you, we were surprised." Conversations about season four were already happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw a thing from another writer where, like, the writers' room had assembled, like they were starting to try to break the fourth season. Yeah, and the like showrunner got like called out, and they were making jokes like, "It's like, oh, the you know the suits want you." Yeah, and it was like, Ooh. <laughs> and he came back, and it was like, "Yeah, uh, oh god, pack your shit." Um, so yeah, I'm sure the, the story basically. <laughs> I know this now because I've been listening to all the episodes. We come back to this story all the time, and it's really if you're going to like snapshot this moment in pop cultural history mm-hmm. like through the lens of our show it's this whole like decentralization of streaming content and everybody yeah. netflix being too successful and all these studios who have now you know seen that that's a viable business model being like oh we can do that Ooh, yeah let me just let me just take all that back now i do know that in particular right now um is it crave i was gonna call it crackle no, no, Crackle is the uh, Honest Eds of streaming content. Right. Crave. Crave is like Canada's Hulu. Yes. Um, they've, like, they've got HBO stuff on there. Yeah, um, they just started a second tier, which is going to have HBO Movie Network. Yeah. Stuff like that. And so they, it's the closest to HBO Go we've finally gotten in Canada. Yes. And um, people are... I know people who are like, oh yeah, now we've we've now got Crave. Oh, Game of Thrones season? I might just shell out 20 bucks yeah. so I can have Game of Thrones like, so, for a, that month. And a lot of people are doing the same thing um which i find really interesting because technically it is sort of like the decentralization of streaming but they've still had to like put things together like no one was getting crave when it was just like global tv or whatever they no, were doing nobody was like man let me get on sons of anarchy like <laughs> yeah. two years after it ended um and even you know amazon prime right like they've you've got to have a bunch of stuff on there um i forget i have access to amazon half the time Oh, yeah, you do. I, I do. I do. We should look at some shows for that for the new year. Miss Maisel season two, Beck. I was just wondering because I was oh, watching it at that? Christmas last year. I was like, where the fuck Miss Maisel at? And then like with zero fanfare, I just <laughs> saw like a the tile on my PlayStation was like, oh, yeah, Miss Maisel back. Like, I'm, like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Thanks. I, I was looking for that. Um, so, yeah. So, and I think well, we've talked more and more about, you know, the more they decentralize it, the more likely we're going back to becoming pirates. Because the whole point of cutting the cord was here's these fewer services yeah. that will add up to a lower total where I can still get all the content I want. If we are now shelling out $10 for Netflix, $20 for Crave, $10 mm-hmm. for Crunchyroll, you want to keep watching Star Trek, 
you got CBS All out. Access. Yeah. You want to watch Young Justice when it comes back? You got to get the DC whatever for another yeah. six bucks a month. Suddenly, your cable bill—you know—you're shelling out to 15 services what you were shelling out to your cable provider. Mm-hmm. People were cutting the cord from the cable provider because it was too goddamn expensive. Yeah, and they were—they were assholes. They're monsters. Monsters. Monster. That's a good word. Monsters. <laughs> That's right. I said it. <laughs> you're all monsters, and yeah, Caitlin is correct. It's. People know this, and we've mentioned it on the show before. Like, mm-hmm. you look at music. People were stealing the fuck out of music when it became, A, super easy for me to give Spotify $10 a month and, and listen like, to all the music I want yeah. easily or buy it for a dollar off of iTunes. People did that. When that wasn't available, hell yeah, we were fucking on Kazaa and LimeWire and all this shit. Pirating. Trying to Braiding. Know, download a Ghostface album and getting Limp Bizkit instead because somebody <laughs> mislabeled the files and thought they were cute. It was a crazy time, y'all. You kids don't know. It you was kids nuts don't know. out here. It was nuts. Always be vigilant. You didn't know what you were downloading sometimes. <laughs> my computer was riddled with viruses. All the vi. Oh, my God. Fucking soul seek. Whew. Ooh. <laughs> deep, deep, deep web. That was like the deep web of file sharing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and there have been reports that it, already that like BitTorrenting is. Torrenting spike? is spiking again. Yep. And yeah, so. Y'all gonna do it to yourself. And I mean, ultimately, I'm sure for all the bitching and moaning about piracy and the vigilance with which they try to combat it. I got a letter once. I got a letter once. Yeah. Um, and then I used it for Kingland. <laughs> Just put it right in the fire. we're in Canada. <laughs> until I hear otherwise, you can't do shit. Bump. It's my own fault for wanting to watch Game of Thrones in higher resolution. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. It was a hard home episode. It was the Battle of the Wall. I was, I was watching it on a really shitty pixelated stream. And I was like, that fight was great. I want to watch that in quality. I don't know what it was that I got caught downloading. It, it never was never often, but it was something I could not find it. And I was willing to pay for it. Mm. Now, one thing that YouTube's been really smart with is they have random stuff up there. And you give them like four bucks yeah. and you get it for like two days or whatever. I have a shit ton of like, you know. <laughs> what we refer to as the peach tree movies yeah like legally blonde and like that caliber older era yeah. of movies they're all, they're all for free like there's some like yeah free a bunch of free full-length movies on youtube right which now. is really smart of youtube because it keeps people getting back there and then they get to make because they obviously have that service now where you can like the music youtube or yeah. whatever you can pay for but then this is a way they can make like bits of extra money here and there um and another fun story i guess not fun, not fun just a story kind of uh connected to this the joke is that um people just have netflix so they can watch friends <laughs> right like friends the entire series of friends was apparently like a huge thing for netflix right and then uh quietly these notices went out that like come january it's gone friends is gone Ooh. and people were not happy so so unhappy that netflix shelled out the cash to keep it to keep friends for another year oh and probably cost them no small amount of money probably to not. do that because, you know, like we said, the jig's up and people are, yeah. whatever Warner Brothers is planning on doing, I'm sure they were more than happy to be like, you know, give me back friends. <laughs> we'll put that on ours. And it'll probably still be that way. Like, this is a short-term deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I also find interesting is maybe that means that to a certain extent, Netflix has to get a little more creative right. in the things that it courts and the things that it brings to its service that they're not self-producing. Yeah, absolutely. Which leads me to a moment where fandom exploded a couple weeks ago. There were two things that 
everyone in my life thought I needed to know about. <laughs> one was that the live action Cowboy Bebop has been bought by Netflix. Right. No, God, please, no, no. You didn't have to. No, you didn't. You just don't. You just don't. Go to our Instagram at GeekdownPod to see that photo of the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine done up as, <laughs> done up as the cast of Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, well, I'll watch that show. Um, and the other major news is after decades of being out of print and you know officially unavailable. Oh, my God. The dog. Y- yeah. I never put it together. Yeah, Cheddar's a corgi. Oh, my God. My guy's a corgi. Oh, my God. Girl, I sent you this photo. Like, you've seen this photo. I know, but I didn't put it together <laughs> until right now. That's why. I'm sure that was the reason why they did it. Was because, That's what sparked it is oh because I was in the photo. Sorry. <laughs> well, wow. That was something to witness. They're both corgis. After, the after being unlicensed for decades, not even a Blu-ray release, I don't think, um, just old out of print DVDs mm-hmm. that found at thrift shops or the high seas were the only way you could see it. Coming in, coming to Netflix in 2019 to traumatize a whole new generation of fans. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. God. The original. No. Coming back. Listen. No. Listen. We have problems with this. Listen. We do not have problems we with this. We do have problems with Getting this. the robot Shinji. World just collapses like every other fucking anime. Everyone turns to dust and angels. I can write an anime. They turn to goo. Spoilers, children, if you've never seen Ava. It's, it not, the desti- it's not the destination, it's the journey. Oh, God. Um, the Genesis Evangelion, if you are unfamiliar, is basically, yeah, giant robots fighting, air quotes, angels, with a bunch of Christian iconography thrown in there for... Reasons. S&Gs. Reasons. <laughs> Anno said it himself. He looked cool. It looked cool. And infamously, um, halfway through the series... <laughs> The director had a bit of a breakdown and started putting all of his emotions <laughs> into, the, into the show. It was a lot. There are a lot of emotions. Who wants people sitting on a train monologuing? Woo! A lot of that. <laughs> um, and lots of prepubescent, adolescent tension. Stuff. Sexual tension and Masturbation. And- <laughs> save that for the movie, friends. <laughs> um, yes, the original 26 episode uh, 90s TV series and the original movies they did to kind of tie that up. This is not to be confused with the other ones you see, you know, you can bracket, not advance, or you are bracket, not alone. Like mm-hmm. the rebuilds yeah. that they've done. Uh, this is not to be confused with them. This is the original version of the story. Um, and yeah, it's been, <laughs> I wish I kept my old VHS. Like, it's, yeah, it's been out of print forever. So, and this, and infamously, one of the reasons why it was out of print is because the studio, Gynax, who produced it, not the most financially solvent studio anymore. Mm-hmm. And they were like, sure, America. Have this. Pony up <laughs> if you want it. And most anime licensors, which I'm sure includes your streamers like Crunchyroll or Funimation, were like, mm. Mm, soft pass. Yeah. You want too much money. Netflix was like, fuck it. And Netflix is like, oh, look, we have a whole other bank full of money. What are <laughs> we going to do with it? You know those money guns that they have in rap videos? <laughs> like Netflix basically has like like the Iron Man War Machine version of that on their back at all times. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, this Ava thing, the kids, you know, the kids are curious about it and they like it. And it's a classic anime, but it's apparently too expensive. And Netflix just goes, <laughs> is it still too expensive? And the studio guy next is on the ground just sweeping money into bags, just going, no, take it. Absolutely. Take it. It's just totally yours. It's, it's all right yours. There. Yeah, it's... It's slimy, though. Be careful. <laughs> it's like mm. sticky as well. 
It's a weird anime. It is a weird anime. Listen, <laughs> I need to find the first. I need to go in the archives and find the first time I went. Listen, <laughs> um, the infamous story about me and Ava is my friend Glenn and I, who was my only other like anime friend at the time, marathoning Ava basically in like one day. Ooh. Hitting that moment around, basically, where Shinji almost kills one of his best friends. Yeah. Unknowingly. And then the uh, blood-curdling scream he lets out at the end of the episode, where it just goes to black and shows to be continued. And then Glenn and I went outside and smoked all the cigarettes <laughs> and just hugged ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Woo! If that sounds like a good time, that's coming to your Netflix in 2019. Um, Enjoy. Speaking of people having to be creative. Um... Amazon. They're doing something a little creative. What are they doing? They are taking Catherine M. Valente's, I believe that's her, Valence, Valence's, uh, refrigerator monologues, or refrigerator monologue, um, and turning it into a series. What is the refrigerator monologue? Um, so, Catherine M. Uh, Valente, I'm going to say Valente, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, um, wrote refrigerator monologue or monologues um, based off of uh, Gail Simone's Girls in Refrigerators. Oh, okay. Um, and it's all about these uh, heroines who end up, after their untimely deaths, being just these props for the men in their lives. Motivations for men's actions, basically. Yes. Um, in comic book history throughout Specifically, I believe, yeah, it was a girlfriend of Green Lantern Kyle Rayner. Yes. Um, Killed for no reason, stuffed in a refrigerator. Alexander DeWitt. Okay. Um, And uh, Gail Simone, the amazing Gail Simone, basically went through like, and I think it's still going, they go through, went through comic books and like listed all these women who were killed for no reason. Fridging is like a term now and it's like mentioned um, accusatorily. It's not a... yeah. Um, and rightly so. It's it's very lazy. It, unbelievably lazy storytelling. Um, it's one thing if it's like, if you're taking like, um, oh, who's the guy? Ugh, crap. From uh, Daredevil. This, this is and new. He, she's doing she's doing hand puppetry of some sort. Um, and he has lots trying, of guns. She's trying to grab it from the... And he has a skull. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. This is fun. I've been listening to the archives and you haven't had one of these in a very long time. Oh, I know. What's it, his name? I don't know. What's his real name? I don't know. Oh. His real name's Frank. Uh, Frank Castle. Frank Castle, yes. What does he do to people? It's a verb. Um, um, he shoots them. So he's not, he's not he, the shooter. No, he kills them. He's not the killer. Uh, uh, blows their brains up. If, if he's not the blows up brains. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been bad, yeah. you should be... Wary? <laughs> what? Oh, the Punisher! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> She did it, y'all. Oh, you probably did it. She did it. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, uh, the Punisher. The Punisher. Um, if it's something like The Punisher, I think, like, it, that's a, such a big part of his story. That's the whole, his whole ways on death. Yes. Like, that's one thing. But if it's just taking a story and doing the same old or that's the only reason you can find for someone to do X. It's terrible story writing. This hero who is a man 
needs some tragedy and a motivation. Oh, his, so let's kill his, some women. His girlfriend should be uh, chopped up into bits and put in a refrigerator. Yep. That sounds like a great idea. Yep. So it actually started when um, Catherine M. Valente, she watched the second Spider-Man film, um, the one with Andrew Garfield. Amazing oh, okay. Spider-Man, I think. Um, and Gwen Stacy dies. Right. And she says, look, I, I know Gwen Stacy dies. I'm a comic book fan. This is the history of Gwen Stacy. But I was frustrated because I thought maybe they'd do something different. Mm. They were setting her up to be her own person. And again, when a woman finally goes her own way, it supports herself, says, I'm going to do this action and have um, my own mind about something, they are punished. By dying, by being killed. Um, and she felt like she'd been fooled and was so frustrated with this that she wrote this. So they are changing it, obviously, a little bit. Um, and they're calling it Dead Town, which is weird in her book where the – or the what she's written, where the girls end up, women end up. Mm. This is called Dead Town. And it's all about them figuring out their own power. So it's going to be exciting. But there's no – But um, in the book, it's the actual characters from the – comics yes or but how they well get around that i don't know for sure i haven't read it mm. but uh, i know for sure they won't be able to do that for the amazon well, no prime one they'll have to they'll have to it'll have to be like suggested mm. um which i think you can do pretty easily because comic books are architects right yeah so yeah i'm really excited for that cool yeah i like ladies doing badass things ladies doing stuff yeah Speaking of ladies doing stuff, um, Captain Marvel. I did something stupid, Jordan. What'd you do, Caitlin? So, I watched the second trailer. Uh-huh. And I was really happy <laughs> and excited. I was like, it looks cool. Listen, and she's not even like, I'm not like, you, listen, A, you know me in Marvel movies, and B, yeah. you know me in like, not trying to be insulting. Okay second tier marvel movies Mm -hmm. she could ascend but right now currently Mm -hmm. she's on that like ant-man tier Mm. just like cultural awareness like okay maybe cultural awareness level kind of kind of kind of kind of below yeah there's some work to do there yeah but you know that last shot of the trailer where she got the mohawk helmet on and all that shit and the eyes are on fire i'm like all right girl yeah all right yeah um so i i loved it I was really excited. The point is, if I was like, all right, you must have been just like, Ah! Uh, so I was like, oh, this is amazing. So great. Um, And then I did something stupid. And I went, I wonder what people are saying about it. You fucking dummy. I know. I'm a (laughs) moron. And I don't know if they had like gotten together beforehand and like decided they were all going to be awful. But a variety of people in the comics were just like, eh, pass. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? Like, fine. Be a bitch about it and be like, eh, a female. But don't be like, oh, yawn, pass, bullshit. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Uh, It looks amazing and lots of fun. And you are definitely going to go see it. You are. You're going to go see it. Even you say you're not going to. Maybe you'll, you know pirate it or something but you're gonna watch it you're gonna like it and you're gonna be like but yeah i'm the worst so i can't like it yeah. when is this coming out though uh march march, march. oh shit so yeah. right before the other thing that got announced for uh, a month later so now it's rant time 
You thought that was a rant. Caitlin's about to. Yeah, I have to have a moment. Um, she, we're, we're talking about Endgame. Endgame, yes. I was about to say. Avengers Endgame, so, the Avengers final Endgame. Avengers movie. Um, so I read a lot of like comics, nerd, geek news. Mm-hmm. And Mary Sue is one of them. IO9 is another. Like, there's a bunch of them. Uh, comics news, I think, is one of them. Um, and you should not be able to write six articles on a trailer, guys. <laughs> that is absurd. We have co- we are down the rabbit hole now. We are in some wacky world where a trailer is getting six different long fucking ass articles written about it. In one new site. I'm not talking like across the board. You won't believe the secret found in the Avengers Endgame trailer. The takes? Bullshit. These aren't takes. These are like crumbs. They're crumbs that you've wrapped up to make look like takes, but they're not. This is ridiculous. Get it together. Figure it out. Get real takes. Make one article with different points. Figure your shit out. This is Damn, not okay. Son. Damn, son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know Caitlin is very done with the take economy. Totally done. Like, okay, maybe maybe tops three. Maybe you want to talk about, like, the trailer itself. Maybe one about... Like I would, I can't. I can't even tell you. We need those click throughs. We need the people to come and read the stuff and click the links to fucking T Fury or you know Loot Crate or whatever. So we get like fifteen cents off of that click. Like, is it stupid now? And I like a lot of the writers, but what does this mean for the MCU? Nothing. It's a fucking trailer. Like, and it's a short trailer. Oh, let's talk about how important the Pepper Potts Tony Stark relationship is. What? Are you people out of your goddamn minds? No, let's not talk about that. Is it stupid? <sighs> okay, I feel better now. Shots fired! Yeah. Shots fired! <laughs> yeah, there you go. She ain't wrong. I'm not wrong. Listen, when I saw, like, I get most of my shit like that from, like, Twitter moments. Right. Is where Twitter like decides you can go hit the little magnifying on the search field. You hit mm. the search field on tab on Twitter, and it'll give you like the, the you know the trending topics that type of thing. Right. And one of them was like like six months ago or something. Like the the headline was like, "Did the Russos bury a clue about Avengers in this fo- in this you know old photo?" And it was like just a picture of like you know a set and like a you know movable <laughs> stairs and a chair and a lighting rig and something and. Basically, the way this shit was organized, you know, somebody could like, you know, MS Paint. Right. Endgame. Like, it kind of fit. You could spell out Endgame. Right. With the way they had organized this stuff. That's really a trending topic? You all like, lost your mind about that? <laughs> um, I just... And then there was this whole... I, I remember in one of the articles I was quickly reading, or like, you just see, you know, the headlines. And uh, before the trailer dropped, it was like, is the trailer going to drop tomorrow and people can finally stop theorizing? No, because now the people are theorizing about the shit in the trailer. So it never stops. It never stops. Can we put this energy into the environment? 
and like coming up with better political policies, please? Please? Well, n- no. I need to write 1,500 words about how they paid homage to the end of the Infinity Gauntlet comic with that shot of Thanos' armor as a scarecrow. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, there are not enough cookies in the world for me to like <laughs> deal with this shit. <sighs> Lord almighty. Well, friends, we're doing two back to back today. Yes. Uh, Cause you know, it's the holidays. We mm-hmm. need to accommodate the whole month. So we make sure you have your precious content throughout the month going into the new year. Yep. And I gave Caitlin a couple options for like, I can talk about, I have two topics. <laughs> Which would you like on each episode? X and Y. And she said, we'll talk about X first because we've been talking about that for a lot. Yeah. So friends, it's time for your Love Life School Idol Festival update. Woo! Japan girl pop (laughs) rainbow beat. Sparkle beat rainbow girl Japan. (laughs) Um, So first of all, we're going to talk about the game and then I have to talk about something else. Because the thing about the game, and we're going to have a little fun, a little interactivity right here. (gasps) With with, regarding the game. This will just take my mind off of takes... (laughs) Because here we're gonna do some gambling. Because I love gambling. The um, they had this thing for like most of November. Yeah. Where they were, you'd clear goals or do whatever, and they would give you these like tickets. Because as previously mentioned, the game has forty five million downloads at this point. Yeah. And they were doing like a celebratory type thing. They were doing a lottery essentially. Yeah. You'd win tickets for a lottery, and the more goals you cleared, you get up to ten. And I got eight. Nice. And the highest, the grand prize was basically a ticket that would let you hand select the ultra rare card of mm-hmm. your choice. Right. And then it kind of scaled down from there, whether it was, you know, premium currency or, you know, draw coupons for scout coupons for lower rarities, mm-hmm. more common cards, that type of thing. And I'm going, I also didn't know that apparently when lotteries go live, the shit just like shuts down. Like, Oh, right. <laughs> it's like transmission error. <laughs> um, but so I'm I'm doing. I was like, oh, the lottery's up. Let me do this stuff. And I'm winning like you know, three gems and some you know, uh, cards to help level your characters, that type of thing. You know, yeah. the sixth prize, the third third prize. I got a bunch of like you know, rarer um, scout coupons, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing to it. Nothing to write home about. You know, it's free. What am I going to complain? Hit the next one. Boop. First prize. And which is four hundred and fifty in premium currency. You better hit that fucking horn. Friends, that sounds like nothing to you. You look it up. It's a dollar thirty-nine for one. Mm-hmm. Do that math. Yeah. Now this is non-transferable, but I mean, that's like four hundred fifty dollars worth of like Stuff. revenue for that game they just gave me. Yeah. I'm not going to say I went ham, <laughs> but I did one one eleven pull from Muse, mm-hmm. one eleven pull from Aquas, Squadu got nothing. Yeah. And then the next day. And I was like, well, I'm just going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to it for later, you know, in a few months, you know, my best girls will show up in something and, yeah. and I want to pull, I want to pull them. And then yesterday they threw a step up in, Ooh. we mentioned step ups are the ones that where, as you progressively go, you get better cards, Yeah, starts off cheaper and then goes to like the normal price. And I burned through all four steps of the step up. Yeah, you did. I got squad do. <gasps> oh, and then I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna do step four again. I shelled on another fifty. Wow! Still got squad you. like a couple, a couple SSRs, but like right. and some things to like you know for leveling that type of thing. Nothing, nothing great. Mm-hmm. 
And the only reason I'm allowing Caitlin into this into this experience was because uh, I, mean, I did a lot of grinding, and now I'm at the point where Caitlin can have. I'm going to give Caitlin the opportunity to do a 50 gem draw for me. Oh we're, my gosh! We're gonna see what we get because I grinded. I've now set up a a team because you can have you know the various teams. Yeah. I've set up a team just for. Remember I said I was out of common cards. Yeah. To like grind through for gems. Yeah. Apparently I was not. Oh. Apparently to make storage space earlier in the game yeah. I was like throwing a bunch of these out and I like never maximized them. Oh my So gosh. I never I never got the gems for them. So I grinded basically fifty gems in the last like day. My God. <laughs> so I'm I'm back up to an acceptable level and then Caitlin will do this round. I'll be at two hundred gems. That's still way more gems than I was ever going to have otherwise. Yeah. So, and then I'll just hold on to them. And the other thing, Nozomi, it's Christmas, and Nozomi and Ellie are the are the top draws right Aww. now, and they're my my booze, and I'll get into why they're my booze more in a minute. But let's, let's fucking do this. Oh God, it's so loud. Conan is talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We do this. So, how's this gambling going for you? Uh, oh, not like how do I enjoy it? Yeah. Oh, the rush is the rush is great. You just wait for all them envelopes to shoot up. You see what you get. Got got spring date, Ellie. The oh other God. day. So so you, lame. You I, never, I know who I am. You people. can never. I know ever who I am. Make fun of my very occasional Scrabble scratch card <laughs> thing. Your, your scratch your scratchers. My scratchers ever again. Go over here to scout. All right. Ridiculous outfits. Um, so go down here to the step up. Christmas. Nozomi and Ellie. Yep. We're at stage four right here, which is uh, gives you SR or above uh, increased percentages for all of them. Okay. And if you get uh, the second or highest rarity, they come at max level already. My God. So... Oh, God. So I press the step up button? Nope. You press 11 scout. Oh, God. There's so many buttons on this thing. How do you ever keep track? Listen, I just found out a way to, like, auto-remove duplicates. Yeah. And it has increased my efficiency, like, 400%. If only you could put this towards, like... I don't want to hear it, Caitlin. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. Oh, got something good in there. Okay, that's a rare. That's fine. Some Ellie. That's fine. Here's some duplicates I can sell for stickers or, uh, oh, 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 there's a dupe. So we didn't get an ultra. Oh, I'm sorry. Ultra. Listen, I think it's 1.8% chance you get an ultra. Oh, okay. So I don't feel so bad. Um, it's always ongoing. There's a million things about this game, which is the thing. Like a, a window just popped up saying, "Like you got a coupon." As you scout, these little stars go up. Yeah. And every time that meter fills, you get a coupon. Where the hell? The hell is it? Oh, here. You see, I have one because I got some of those in the lottery and then spent them. So for five, you know, every five coupons you get to pull for a super rare or higher. Every ten coupons you get to pull for a super rare or higher, and every twenty-five coupons you get straight. You get an ultra, like guaranteed. <gasps> Um, but like you need 25 of those fucking things Yeah, and you get one coupon every time you pull like 10. So what basically doing, a, ye- a year from now I'll have enough to do. And I, you know, cave every time and it's like, I have five, bam, <laughs> maybe I'll get one. You are the worst gambler. I'm a terrible gambler. Thank God you don't have to spend money in this. Thank God I don't have to spend money. 
<laughs> Jordan. <laughs> You get records or this. That's it. (laughs) Oh, God. Sophie's choice. (laughs) Oh, God. Not quite. No. So now we're just going to watch Jordan play for a bit. So basically one thing Caitlin did did pull on that is she got me a double of a super, super rare, Mm -hmm. which means I can now idolize her, which means I get her fancy outfit. So we're 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 going to fancy her up right now. This is so weird. Oh, oh, she, she came. She came maxed. Oh my gosh! I don't even have to level her. Up top. Up top. I don't know what happened, but it sounds good. Did better than that. Listen, because you start at level one. Right. She came pre-maxed. She's at level seventy. Ooh. Good thing I paid attention to that, or I may have Excellent. paired them up wrong. <laughs> so, turn that up so we can hear the drum roll. Oh, they're both level seventy. What the hell, Jesus! Special practice. Oh my gosh. Fancy nice. outfit. Nice. It's a good outfit, actually. I like the poof of the skirt. It was it was Nico Yazawa from Muse. Anyway, spending some more time with that later. But all that is to say, I had some days off this week, and I had the fever. It'd been a while, Kate. Had the fever to uh, cowbell binge binge some anime. Oh, hadn't binged some anime in a while. Okay. Let me settle in here. Let me binge some anime. I've said to myself long before I was playing the game and just knew of it as a property. Yeah. I think I tried to watch rainbow sparkle beat Japan girl, (laughs) the show and the opening setup was so poorly laid out and edited and like, just like just the storytelling was terrible. I was like, what? This is garbage. (laughs) And I didn't watch it, but now that I'm like more familiar with you know the music and the voice actors and I have a passing knowledge of the characters, yeah, yeah, I'm like, let me try this again. Twenty six episodes later, oh my god! So I have uh, a few takes about the first season, okay. the first series of Love Life School Idol Project. Yes. Do you want the one you can get behind, or the one that you're going to punch me in the face for? We'll do punch you in the face first. Okay. Strictly from a sense of like the female friendships, yeah, the show's as good as Sailor Moon. Okay. 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 The show, as such as it is, the premise, yes, is uh, a high school is shutting down. Yeah. The birth rate is down. There are fewer children. Thank you. Entering high school, so the school's shutting down. Um, and our, our lead Honoka, mm-hmm. or as I've since learned, honk, honk. As, as fandom calls her honkers, um, decides this will not stand. She wants to save her school. Okay. And she learns about school idols, right. which is every uh, increasing in popularity. Lots of high schools have, you know, little idol groups, mm-hmm. it's like promote the school and do events and things like that. She's like, that seems great. I'm going to do that. And she has to struggle to get the band together and that type of thing. And right. and it turns out my best girl, one of my best girls, Ellie, is actually a, she's a student council president. She's a crazy bitch in the first few episodes. Fantastic. See, I'm learning all the like subtleties of these characters because in the game you get nothing. Right. You just get like, let's bake cookies. <laughs> Thank you for always supporting us. And I'm just like, skip, skip, skip. Give me the gem. Um, <laughs> I liken this to the moment my ex-girlfriend was reading twilight because all of her students were yeah and she was like this is so stupid i hate this and then she got on a plane to visit her parents in florida yeah stepped off the plane said can we stop at a bookstore 
and went and bought the other three. Right. Immediately. I still to this day don't know what it was. The meadow, I think. Something happened in the meadow. And whatever happened in the meadow, she was like on fucking board. Like, let's go. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's, he's sparkly in the meadow. Sure. The sun comes out and he sparkles. Because vampires do that. Um, for me, it was the moment where like Honoka has mad Usagi vibes. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's as good as where she's just super positive. Right. She just loves her friends. Uh-huh. Like, and it's just, she's not super talented at anything. She's not good at school. She's not. I don't think I'm, I, I'm major interrupt. I don't think anything friendship wise can beat the moment where Sailor Moon is fighting Queen Beryl and her ghost peeps <laughs> come up and all grab the scepter. Okay. So no one dies <laughs> in love life. And then they turn into bubbles. But she, Honoka has like, you know, struggled to try to, you know, it's just three of them in the group at this point. Right. Her two, her two best friends, the second years. And everybody knows if you have a group, you need to have five, right? I was referring to a club. Um, hmm? You know how the clubs are always like, you have to have, oh, yeah, you have to have five members. You have to have five members of a club. That is how it started, actually. I don't know how they, I don't remember how they got around that. I watched it so fast. And, <laughs> um, I just absorbed it through my skin. And... It's the moment where they finally get permission to perform and they had these friends, you know, their little friends, you know, nameless side characters who are like, sure, we'll help yeah. you and we'll promote it and we'll get everybody to come. And then it's like they, they got another girl who like ends up joining the group, but she's not in the group at this point to write a song for them. Right. Um, I don't have time for music, <laughs> but I love music, but I don't have time. I'm supposed to be a doctor. So I'm supposed to be studying for med school, but right. I'll write this for you. Um, and then they're standing there and it's like, oh, this is going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. Curtain opens. Nobody. <gasps> Nobody's in the audience. Oh. And Honoka is just like. Of course, I should have known it wouldn't be this easy. Ugh. And those are my heartstrings, yeah. guys. And me sitting there as someone who, you know, played in a band for a long time to a lot of empty bars. Yeah. And remembered the thing we always said to each other back in those days, which was like two or two hundred. Yeah. You gotta fucking give it, whether it's two or two hundred. Like and that's I'm I'm literally in my apartment going, Two or two hundred, huh? <laughs> And they, and they say and they sing and a few more people kind of like filter in enough that it's you know worthwhile but yeah. like you know it's not what they wanted but they do it anyway because yeah. ultimately Kate with the exception of I think Honoka's dad there are no dudes in this show oh not a one not a one not a dude no romance I did figure out though that the romance is Ellie and Nozomi <laughs> like, oh, okay that's that's the ship <laughs> like um. And the first season is like really compact about like, you know, them saving the school. Each season runs 13 episodes. First one's like right. them saving the school. And then they did a second series. Love Live is like this school idol festival. Right. Where like they all battle royale and they all like, it's a huge competition for, it's American Idol for school idol groups apparently. Right. Um, and the second, se- the first season, they just ends with like Honoka got sick. So they missed the, uh, the deadline to compete. So they couldn't compete, but it's like, but it's okay because we... You know, we saved the school, so that's enough. Right. So they didn't even get to Love Live in the first season. Right. And the second season, it's established pretty early that, like, we're going to do Love Live. And I'm not going to say it's great. Like, there's a lot of, like, dude, who writes these songs? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, you know, suddenly the perfectly choreo- choreographed, like, you know, songs are written, chore- right. choreography's done. You see you a just few. skipped some bits. You see a few, like, practices on the roof where it's like somebody's clapping one one to four. And it's <laughs> like, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll take for, I'll, you're working it out. It's fine. <laughs> um, but the second season has more time to, like, devote character moments. Right. And there's definitely one episode where a character I, I had no opinion on. Mm-hmm. Her name's Rin. She's like a, she's like the tomboy. Right. The, you know, there's always the girl who's kind of cat-like. Yeah. Like, she kind of meows a little bit. She goes, meow. 
Like, she cheers <laughs> like that. Um, that's a clean drop for you. I'll snag that one. <laughs> um, and you get one flashback of her as a kid of where she's like, you know, she wore a dress to school when she was in grade school and all the boys made fun of her. Right. And it was like, you don't wear dresses type of thing. Your hair's too short to wear dresses. And she like never tried it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an episode where they were, they were going to do an event at a fashion show type of thing. Right. And the three of them, the second years were all on like a school trip or something and they weren't going to make it back. So it's just the six of them we were going to perform and they were like, we'll have Rin be the center. Yeah. Put her, it was a wedding dress thing <gasps> and her whole like struggle about like, no, I'm not the one for that. Like, yeah, I, I play the back. Right. Like her whole thing about being like, I no, I'm in the back. Have the cute one do it. Like, this is not. I'm not the leader for this. Like, this is not the thing. And so all the friends coming together and convincing her that yes, you can do this. Like, because she kind of wants to, but she's been made to feel from the dudes that she can't. So I've kind of thrown up in my mouth a bit. <laughs> um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. That said, Love Live Sunshine is fucking trash. <laughs> How, what is that, what is the distinction here? That's the Aquas one. Okay. With the second group. Right. So the first group is Muse. First group is Muse. Yes. yes which is a great name because there's nine of them. Um, second group is Aquas. Why are they doing this? I don't know. Muse at least had a reason. Right. It was a dumb, stupid reason. It was save our school. At least they had a reason. Yeah. Aquas is just like, Muse was cool. Let's do that. Chica is Sorbrand honk. Like even down to the characters you're are just, like exactly. You, you the same. were so there's just like you're just so angry. I watched Muse in two days. Yeah. I watched four episodes of Aqua in oh. like a week. Oh, there you go. That's all you need to know. They even tried down to like the first performance with no one there. Oh. And they almost had it because it was a power outage. Right. They added a power outage into it because they're like a seaside town and they're like a storm. Right. And they open it up and no one's there. It's like, well, let's do it anyway. And then the power goes out. No lights, no nothing. And she could try singing like acapella and she's like crying as she's singing. And yeah. I'm like, almost, but, but no, but no, but no, but no, you can't have it. Nope. It's not the same. You're not honk. It's not muse. This is bullshit. And it's also that thing where it's like the strange alchemy of like, you know, I came to the music first. Right. And now seeing where that music like fits into the show. Mm-hmm. Guess who can't listen to snow halation without misting up anymore. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's the song they want regionals with. <laughs> what is even going on here? They want regionals with it. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. That said, the they use CGI for the dancing, yeah. like the the performances, and mm-hmm. it's got a real dead-eyed, lifeless, <laughs> soulless marionette <laughs> vibe to it, so can't recommend that, but Um and I don't think you could ever compare Sailor Moon to that bullshit. <laughs> All you're missing is a talking cat. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god. Sailor Moon is so much more than that. Power of female friendship. Ladies making something bigger than themselves. And so much more. Also, 100% Mamo Chan free. Mamo Chan is fine. <laughs> Through gritted teeth, <laughs> Mamo Chan is fine. Uh... Gritted teeth. <laughs> You know Mamo Chatting fun. So yeah. Douchebag. <laughs> a bit. Maybe. <laughs> Believe in yourself, Sailor Moon. Bye. <laughs> Yo, can you untie me at least? You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tuxedo Mask. Oh, Tuxedo Mask. Love it. <sighs> Moonlight Night. 
<laughs> have you watched anything during your during um, our time away? I have, but I'm going to save it. Oh, come back next week. Come back next week because Caitlin's going to talk about some trash. Oh, we know you love trash, friends. I l- and I love trash. And we are going to love trash <laughs> together. Clearly, I love trash because I just spent 15 <laughs> minutes talking about trash. But, well, on that note, that was a sizable front half of the show. I guess we'll take yeah. a break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about the things we brought each other because that's the thing we did again. Woo! See you in a Back to the Geek Down podcast. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. Yep. This week we're back to normal, so we're not giving each other trash. <laughs> or we're back to kick punches instead of punch kicks. The other person might think it was trash, but it wasn't the intent this time. No, no, it was not. <laughs> uh, it was not the intent to try and slowly rot the other person's brain. Oh my god. That was the intent last month, wasn't it? <laughs> That's what I was going for. Um. Anyways, before we get started. Both last month and continuing with our tradition, there has to be rules. There are always rules. In this case, there are three of them. The first one being the rule of three, which is that if the thing comes in parts, you will watch, read, consume three of those parts. Give the thing a chance to be what it's going to be. You gotta give it a chance, right? Can't make flash judgments. <laughs> this isn't people. <laughs> can't, just ju- can't just judge a show. In one episode. And throw it into whatever pile you feel like, like you would a person upon first meeting them. (laughs) However, it doesn't actually apply this week. Irrelevant. Second rule. Hashtag save it for the pot. Don't talk about the thing. No, even if you want to yell at the other person, just don't do it. Yell about something else. I never know if Caitlin's actually seen the thing until she walks in this room. One day she's going to walk in and just talk about something with the same name that I just did not. No. I'd be like, "Uh oh. Oh, cool. Well, I guess I need to research this real quick because this is my thing this week. (laughs) One day. Not what I meant, but that's what it is because we're so committed. So committed. To giving you in a phrase that hasn't come up in forever. (laughs) But again, I've been listening to old episodes. I'm bringing back all the old bits. The freshest of takes. Uh, Unlike Mary Sue. Oh. You stank ass stale takes. Left out on the curb. It's not even. It's just the same take over and over again. It's the same take. But we don't do that here. Not in this house. Even if it's really old, <laughs> we still want you to have fresh takes about it. Even if it's over a decade old. Because you know what? We weren't around a decade ago. We didn't have the internet to just fire off a million takes about the same thing. No. So we're, you know, uprooting things from our past and creating new takes about them. Retroactive take up application. That's what you do. That's what you do when you can't write about anything else. Um, third rule, there will be spoilers. Caitlin has feelings. There will be spoilers. It's just how we do. Um, <laughs> like We're going to talk about the shit. This shit's all really old. Yeah. If you actually care about stuff that came out, not knowing the any intricate details about stuff that came out in like 2000. Then um, see ya. Like grab some tea and some cookies and like snuggle down in front of a fire. Snack sidebar. Gingerbread wafer cookies. Like a B. Yeah. Mm. B minus? B minus. B minus. B minus. Very sweet. I'd like traditional gingerbread. Oh, that's what you're going to You prefer more. 
Mm. Prefer more milled spice. I want your... I want some molasses in my gingerbread. Mm. Controversial takes. Here at the, only at the Geek Town. <laughs> Talk about that, Mary Sue. <laughs> Uh, so first thing, Jordan is going to talk about the thing he brought me. We normally like to alternate. We don't know if this is technically alternating a lot. We haven't done this in like a month. So fresh yeah, start. We're fresh start, start. Start with my eyes. Caitlin, what you wanted to do first? She said my thing. Okay. Here we go. Kind of pulled this one out of my ass at the last minute. Actually kind of thought Caitlin might have seen it because it was at the time a little buzzworthy just from some of the name pedigrees mm-hmm. associated with it. Um, but I brought... Caitlin, the 2001 Japanese sci-fi anime action film, I guess, maybe. Mm, yeah. Um, called Metropolis. Not to be confused with the 1927 Fritz Lang film of the same name, although it is inspired by it, or rather the comic it's adapting was inspired by it. The comic it's adapting is a 1949 manga by God of Manga, Osamu Tezuka, Woo! creator of Astro Boy. The film was directed by Rintaro, who less so now, but in 2001, was definitely another one of the Buzz, like, titans of right. of anime. I think he did a lot of um, like Galaxy Express 3.9 stuff and mm-hmm. things of that sort. And it was written by Katsuhiro Odomo, who writ- wrote and directed Akira. Yeah. So There's lots there. Tezuka, Rintaro. And Odomo. It's like a trifecta of cool. That's, it's like if Scorsese, <laughs> Stanley, and I don't know, Spielberg all made a movie together. Ooh. That's that's kind of, I guess that kind of happened with uh, that AI movie that Spielberg finished for Kubrick and that did not go well. <laughs> Hopefully this goes a little better <laughs> than that. Um what is our plot here? In the great city of Metropolis, severe community structures and prejudice dominate a world where humans and robots live together. Unrest and violence increase with each new day. Searching for the scientist Dr. Lawton, suspected to be violating human rights by trading organs, the Japanese detective Shunsakuban and his nephew Kenichi arrive at Metropolis. In the scientist's lab, Kenichi discovers a girl without any memory of her past life. He decides to help her, so they run away together. His uncle follows him and penetrates the dark secrets of the city to find Duke Red, the man ruling from the shadows. Meanwhile, Kenichi desperately tries to protect the mysterious girl from the people hunting her. However, Duke Red and his adoptive son have their own deep reasons for chasing the girl. These reasons are connected to her true identity and the struggle for domination of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. So... I was pressed for time this week and was not going to rewatch this. Right. I was just going to throw it on. I still own the DVD. I was going to throw it on for like, you know, watch the first 15 minutes to kind of reacquaint myself with it. Right. And I just watched the whole thing. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, right. And I'm not even going to say that like to me that this is like exceptionally written or, you know, the plot is great or anything like that to my mind because I'm a huge Tezuka stan. Right. It's gorgeous. Mm. And I was just watching it to be like, what is this going to show me next? Right. I just want to see what it's going to show me. Um, Caitlin. Yeah. What did you think of this? I got notes, y'all. I also forgot elements of kind of how like Bioshocky and like Art Deco and. Right. Yeah. It's definitely. It has a 1920s, 30s, 40s. Like there are elements of that all the way through. Um. Okay, first of all, <laughs> oh God, Albert the Second, Fifi, you're the real hero here. We all know this. <laughs> we all know that. Uh, <laughs> Airhorn, Airhorn for Fifi. Oh my God, I was like, no. Um, 
I had a moment with Fifi. Um, I'm so glad Fifi came back. Um, character design. I, I put 1920s plus anime. It's like this. There's like a Mickey, like 1930s Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah. Betty Boop thing yes. plus anime. Now, now that you said Astro Boy, I'm like, oh, Astro Boy. Yes. Um, I don't like the different eyes on the different characters. Really bugged me for some reason. Um, like weird inconsistencies. Oh, how some guy would have just a, just a black like dots. dots and another guy had like the Pac-Man eyes. It was and... like very Tintin and then it would be like very anime. Mm. So it was just a weird, it's like, why, why have you done this? <laughs> um, I did like in general, the character design though. I thought it was great. Um, the voice acting was like half fantastic, half like, eh. <laughs> like most, all the main characters were great. Mm. Um, I love Uncle Detective. Um, <laughs> Just know his name. <laughs> Uncle Detective. Uncle Detective. Um, he was great. There was a wonderful complexity of politics that I thought could be better. Mm. Um, I just, I literally just put visuals A plus. <laughs> the visuals were stunning. Um, they did some amazing shots. Uh, even like the shot of, um, her, I can't remember her name. Uh, Tima. Tima. Um, Tima's like, hair right like i was just blown away by there's a few like you know still shots where she's like looking at sunlight which she's never really seen and just the way they light it and 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 just like the hair like she absorbs like sunlight or something but she's like just the way her hair changes it was amazing um there was not enough gore there was a good (laughs) it's pretty a lot of people getting shot but like no like no blood and like i like the the um they did a really good job of making the robot gore really good Mm. like that like you feel horrible when the robot robots get shot um when robot detective got killed i thought i thought erroneously that he came back by the end i like they just swapped him out into a new model and he was okay at the end no No, he wasn't he never came back no it was very sad rip pero um there was a little bit of weird pacing anime but at least it didn't i oh totally thought it was just going to end up with the whole world like <laughs> die. like I totally like it just having one of those endings, right? It's like, oh, the world's in peril. Yeah. Um, but it did not end up that way. Uh, there, I put too much at end. There was just like way too much shit going on at the end. Like they turned up like the orchestra hits were like repeating and it was loud and just like just crazy mechanics going off that you're like how was that even in there it's a lot having rewatched it the whole there's a lot of yada yada about what (laughs) duke red the you know shadow ruler leader of the marduk party or something um why does he look like a bird in my sea gray uh fun fact about tezuka in general yeah he used something called uh the star system okay where he used the same character designs for different characters throughout his manga right so there are a few manga with a guy who looks like duke red okay rock shows up in a few things which is just you know basically snotty boy with glasses like he shows up a few times um uncle detective shows up in astro boy as like a like these characters would always like reappear right um and why does he look like that it's just the same thing about why anime characters always have like blue hair and shit and like weird hairstyles it's like, it was very distracting it's easier to keep them you keep them straight uh yeah but by the end of it it's like duke red has built this thing called the ziggurat um we don't really know what it is nope um it's and, a weapon quote unquote. at one point they like cause us they use it to shoot 
a pulse into the sun to cause a solar flare, which is going to short at, which shorts out all the robots at one time. Yeah. Um, and it's got, it's going to wipe out humanity or something. Like he wants, to, uh, there's a lot of yada yada about what it actually is. There's a lot of like, then when Tifa finally sits on the throne, it's like all these gears and bolts and shit start coming out and doing stuff. And it's like, everybody seems really surprised by the stuff that's happening. And it was a lot. Um, there are a couple things though. Why was there a duck marching with the revolutionaries? I don't know. Okay. Um, why has no one made an old train car hotel yet? <laughs> what? Uh, I don't understand. Um, and it was beautifully shot again. Like just some of the visuals were just unbelievable. Um, and there is a lot of, I think, so anyone who's watched Clone Wars um, knows that the main city, like, it's basically a planet where there's no longer, like, you can no longer see the surface. Mm. Um, and there's different levels. And I feel like a lot of that concept came could have come from this. Like, I, I'd be surprised if they hadn't seen this movie. Mm. And just some of it's very, very similar. Um, but beautifully, beautifully done. Really interesting. Um just like yeah for me it was like i didn't have like i said i didn't have any intention of re-watching it because i've seen it a bunch um i watched it a few times over the years i mean i liked it enough to buy the dvd mm-hmm. um it just doesn't look like anything because they've adhered so closely to these like you know tezuka-esque character designs mm-hmm. that like you know the feet are always like really huge yeah um Feet always wider at the bottom than they are at the, the thighs are always narrower than the feet, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's weird. Um, and I've gone on record. I'll say it again. Tezuka over Kirby. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think he holds up better. Like if you mm-hmm. were to, if you were to put out a movie with Jack Kirby esque character designs yeah, and animation, it turns into maybe, 19... maybe it could be like a kitschy, like fun type of thing, but it's not, it turns into 1970s Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're not going to invest in it. You know, you're not, you're not going to be able to invest for mm-hmm. it because it's, it's that weird amalgam of like, he's kind of trying for realism, but mm. it's absurd at the same time. Yeah. Like, unfortunately the character design, certain characters designs were very distracting. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's one character. He's like, um, he's like the, president or they have a yeah. president or a prime minister I don't president know. and he's like giant and he looks like kingpin yes but he's got a uh he has an assistant or a first minister or something who's yeah. got the mustache that like yeah. points upwards and he's got the pac-man eyes so he always looks yeah. like he's planning something and yeah. he's like he's legitimately being straight with this like leader of the resistance that yeah. he's talking to but it's like why would you ever trust that guy nothing i know <laughs> he literally looks like he's, he's incapable of not twirling that mustache like <laughs> Um, so that was a distracting, unfortunately, but yeah, they, it's great and it definitely holds up and I definitely encourage everyone to watch it because there are just so many interesting things done in that, in that film. And like the only thing it's, it's traditionally, it's 90% sell. There is some, there's some CGI they try to work in there. The very end, there's like the ship that takes Uncle Detective away. (laughs) on it's super cgi and it doesn't fit like, yeah. it just looks wrong there's a couple there's like um 
there's a scene where they're like, you know, walking on the top layer and there's like a animatronic like can can girl or something. Yeah. And somebody shoots a robot down from it and it's like it was clearly done like background CGI initially, mm-hmm. and then when they shoot the face off of it, it falls and that's clearly gone back to cell and there's like a discrepancy between like the color palettes that right. is a little drawing stuff like that. Um I don't know where you can find this. I did not check to see if it's out anywhere, but it's on YouTube. Is it on the full movie? The full movie's on the YouTube. The full movie's on YouTube. Well, listen, I'm not legality notwithstanding. Usually they pull things if they don't want it up there, yeah. but it's not like, and I'm not talking like when it's in a smaller box <laughs> or like they've warped it a little bit yeah. or cut it off. Like it's the full movie. Well, as far as we can tell, it's not legitimate. <laughs> but they don't seem to care. But it's there and it's been there for. About a year, so. Yeah, so. Hey, yo. Take a look. As established by the earlier Ava discussion, it's probably out of print on physical media and might not be streaming anywhere because anime streamers don't like movies, so. I couldn't find it. There you go. And I went, I tried to do like mostly legit and, you know, all of that and couldn't find it anywhere. If you make it easy, we'll stay legal. If do, you do, don't, do, we're do, gonna do, do, sale. Do. <laughs> <laughs> That's our song. Well, there you go. I'm not going to distribute a link. I'll nope. give you that much, but if it's. If you're so inclined, that's where it's at. And it's a uh, it's a uh, eight out of ten. If you keep keeping track. Oh my god, I totally forgot about yeah. <laughs> eight out of ten kick punches. Eight out of ten kick punches for all those people who I'm sure are totally keeping track of keeping. the things. <laughs> kick punch. Yes. Yeah. Now moving on. Moving on. It's a Jordanism right there. Um, listen, <laughs> listen. So. Um, I was trying to think. I actually have a list of things I want to give Jordan. And continuing our adventures into musicals and cartoons. Okay. Disney cartoons. Oh. I have this list and I came came upon this and I was like, you know what? I just want to give him something fun. I've been torturing him for the last month. I just want to give him something great. And so I gave him Emperor's New Groove. Um Emperor's New Groove was a Disney movie that definitely does not get enough credit. It came out in 2000, and it was totally, um, how do I put this? It was like kind of a disaster from the get-go. They actually started uh, like conceptually putting it together in 1994, and there's a whole documentary called uh, The Sweatbox um, about all of the production issues Jesus. getting um, Emperor's New Groove sort of up and off the ground. Um, so it didn't do too well in the in the box office, but then in 2001, um, the DVD sales were fantastic, and I think that's where probably most people see it and literally still have the DVDs <laughs> because it's such a fun movie and sort of anyone can enjoy it. Um, I think maybe one of the problems was uh, Disney didn't really know how to do like cartoon comedy. Like, mm. who do we market this to? Um, They'd done a lot of princess stuff, and they'd had a couple, like, Pocahontas hadn't done too well. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Whose ideal was that? But anyways, it didn't do too well. And then they had this one who didn't do too well. Um, And it was sort of this, like, downward spiral. But because of that, I again, I don't think this movie gets enough credit. Um, The cast is amazing. The cast stars David Spade, John Goodman, Eartha Kitt... Patrick uh, Warburton and Wendy Malick, um, all amazing and all amazing in this, especially Eartha Kitt. Um, 
and there are so many quotable lines. Uh, it basically is the story of an emperor who um, is an asshole. He's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. Um, so uh, the emperor's name is Cusco. It's played by David Spade, which is kind of perfect casting. Um, and he's this selfish, egotistical emperor um, of the Inca kingdom. The One of the problems with this movie now is that it's totally... Uh, oh, he's snapping at me. Snapping and pointing. It's <laughs> totally like like a mash together of anything you just kind of think of. Okay, that's not even the point I was going to... I oh. thought she was going to make that snapping and pointing for. Oh, uh, that it's like Incan, quote unquote. And then, of course, all of the cast there besides Eartha Kit are white. There's the snapping point. Nobody is from like Latin America at all. Um, so, basically, Yizma, who's taking care of Cusco ever since he was a kid, who is this evil sorceress. She, by various means, basically get, Cusco gets turned into a llama. He meets up with Pacha. Pacha. Pacha, who is played by Goodman, um, who is this kindly farmer. And basically they become friends and they save the day. Is that pretty much cover it? I guess. Yeah. Uh, Cusco wants to turn Pacha's uh, home into a pool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, his summer palace, if you will. So, all that getting it out of the way. Jordan, did you enjoy this film? Oh, come on. You didn't enjoy this film? What is wrong with you? David Spade. David Spade? That's why you didn't enjoy this film. Yeah. Seriously. I really don't like David Spade. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> How could I know that? I really don't like David Spade, and this was peak... I don't know when he left SNL, but like, you know, his whole, the conceit, the, the raison d'etre of David Spade is a smarmy asshole. Right. So, I mean, yeah, the perfect casting is his character was a smarmy asshole, but it's like double smarmy asshole. Right. The smarmy asshole playing a smarmy asshole. It's like, that's yeah. a little too much smarmy asshole. You temper yeah. your smarmy asshole a little bit and it is tempered a bit by your man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shit on something and I'm going to sing the praises of something. Your man. Give it up for Kronk, everybody. Oh, Kronk. <laughs> Kronk is the best. Kronk about the only good thing good thing I was actually enjoying in this movie. And Eartha Kitt. Yeah, she's fine. What? She's fine. Why do we even have that lava? <laughs> I just, I don't understand. <laughs> there were quotable lines and I'm like, what quotable lines? Liking, liking to do an Eartha Kitt impression? <laughs> it's not like a quotable line <laughs> because you like to that, talk about Eartha Kitt. That, you like to talk like Eartha Kitt, doesn't that, that is a quotable line. I say it all the time. Why do we even have this lever? Yes. What do you find a reason? Know. Whenever I'm in the kitchen, usually. <laughs> Why do we even have this lever? Um, <laughs> I don't understand. The cheese puffs, the, the poison, the poison for Cusco, Cusco's poison. Really? Meh. Oh, I did enjoy that, and you also got it. If it hasn't been established on the show, I don't know if it ever has. My clear and often declared ambivalence towards Disney as a company, yeah, a entertainment provider, uh-huh. just everything. Yeah, um, it was nice to see them try to do something different. It was weird to see. I didn't even when you gave it to me. I was like, "Was that a Disney movie?" I like totally <laughs> forgot it was a Disney movie until the fucking castle came up in the beginning. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, right." I, don't know, I thought it was like a DreamWorks thing or something. Because um, it feels kind of like feels much more like a early DreamWorks movie than yeah. it does a than it does a Disney movie. So I mean, it was nice to not. 
antithetical to the show. It was, it was nice not to see a princess or to see like just something that wasn't even like a romance or yeah. like, or like, like you said, it was, it's a comedy and like just for the money spent to do, you know, an animated movie like this. And I will give shouts to, I was thinking, you know, there's always something that connects the two. Mm-hmm. Both this and Metropolis are like celebrations of like, you know, the last gasp of traditional cell animation. Yeah. Like there's zero CGI in this mm-hmm. looks great. Very fluid. Lots of comedic tumbling and whatnot. Yeah. That all looks, all looks very good. Um, and it's just the constant douchery of Spade would always be like, okay, can can you go five minutes? Can you go five minutes? But he can't go five minutes. He can't go five minutes. No. Without being a douche. And you know, Pacha is way too nice to him. And I'm, I'm too woke in 2018, Kate. Oh. I can't watch. You can't enjoy I can't watch these brown characters. I know. With white guy voices coming out of them. I know. How did this happen? I, it's, I, it's honestly, I, it's one of those things where I have to be like, I have to forgive it because it's, yeah. if it's time, right? And I was honestly like alarmed at how jarring I was finding it. Yeah. Like, um, especially when he's in like, you know, llama. Okay, cool. Fine. But when he's like, you know, the emperor yeah. with the ink and headdress and the earrings and shit and the David Spade voice is coming out of him. I'm like, Oh, no, no, this is incorrect. Um, so we've come a long way, which is good. It's a good marker since 2000. Yes. Um, and also just the, the presence of Sting at the end of the end credits. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's like, you want to timestamp aware of that. Oh, yeah. When that movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, did I enjoy it? I didn't, I didn't hate it. It wasn't like, you, it wasn't like a, this is a chore to watch. Yeah. Did I laugh? Only at Kronk. I like that it was relatively low stakes. Yeah. Which means I'll say this though, and this is this is like a somewhat damning criticism. When I loaded it up, I went, Ooh, eighty minutes, nice. <laughs> and about two thirds through, I was like, There's twenty minutes left on this? Oh no. Um I just felt it had done everything at that point. It's a right. small kind of story, like like it could have been an hour. There's not a lot there's not a lot going on there. He's a jerk, he has turned into a llama. I think it's perfect. He goes back and forth as a jerk a couple more times. It's great. Seeing the restaurant was cool. We were like at a diner. Oh, so good. Um, Kronk starts cooking. I, can't, I just keep coming back to Kronk. It's moving back Kronk to me. So squeaker, I mean. Squeaker, squeak, squeak, squeaker, squeaker, squeaking. Kronk is so good. <laughs> Kronk is so good. He just wants to cook. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. He just wants to, he just wants to cook and play double dutch. <laughs> Oh, what was what was the rhyme they were singing when they were playing Double Dutch? Oh, it wasn't bottles of beer, but it no, was, it was like, a, is it something to do with llamas or no. something to do with? I can't remember, but I know he says I've got ninety nine yes. more or ninety eight more. <laughs> like, search the house. I was like, okay, but I got ninety four more bottles of beer on the wall to get through. <laughs> um, yeah, just all <laughs> all comes back to Kronk. This movie brought me Kronk, so that's that's a okay. So I mean, if I'm if I'm handing out kick punches, visual quality. Look great. I'll give it. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kronk brings it a long way. Why did they even have that lever? <laughs> keep going. Keep going to war for Eartha Kitt. And for all the reasons I will sing the praises of Eartha Kitt, this performance is not one of them. I'm sorry. Oh! Oh! How? Damn, son. <sighs> You're a strange man. <laughs> I am a strange man. I'll cry at anime girl singing in the snow, but but this Eartha Kitt like, brings me no Eartha Kitt. Whatever. No joy. Um. Oh, she got turned into a cat. That was funny. I can't do that high pitched. I'll work on it. <laughs> Come back with your high pitched with the kit next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, seven point five. Okay, 
not bad. I thought you were going to be like a five. No, so. you're always thinking I'm going to be harder than I am. Um, and you come out the gate with like, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Fire. I guess. Fire for your head top. Um, yeah, like, like seven, like seven and a half. Okay. Cronk carries it definitely a long way. Was there ever some like, you know, direct to TV, like, there was. Cronk show? It was, it was, uh, Cronk's uh, New Groove, I think it was called. Are you serious? Yeah. I gotta find that, yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I think I don't know. Because you know Warburton's the only one who would. I don't know if David's no. made is. Oh, I'm sure they did, but. But I think he's in it. You know Warburton's oh, the only one who no, would collect I that think, check. I think they did Kronk's New Groove, and then I think they did The Emperor's New School. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Check those out. If ba- you really like Basically, Kronk. get all. Go on YouTube and find a Kronk supercut compilation. I've got to like. Of all the best Kronk moments. i got to know now. Yes, there was a direct to uh, video sequel um, titled Kronk's New Groove, which was released in 2005, and an animated television series titled The Emperor's New School, aired on Disney Channel from 2006 to 2008. So, I was yeah! <laughs> so there you go. We'll come back later for updates in, in a couple of weeks. So can't this week because we've got to record another back to back. But when I. <laughs> we have time over the holidays. When I catch you up on Kronk's New Groove. <laughs> I wonder if it'll take the place of sparkle dance fairy anime girl princess. Nothing will ever take the place of sparkle rainbow beach Japan girls. God. (sighs) Well, thank you for joining us today, everyone. We really appreciate it. If you would like to tell Jordan to stop, you can do so at any of our socials. Don't go on Twitter because I just keep I just post I just post the cards I get on that game all the time. Mm. So Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, the old mall of social media. We don't do it anymore, and we said in one episode that we were never going to stop. So give give to it one time for the people. Okay. www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. One time for the people. Yeah, that's right. We do. We, we love you guys. Friends, I'll give it to you up top because I really want you to enjoy this with us. Yep. We were thinking of time to start getting festive. And you know what? I guess we kind of missed giving each other trash. <laughs> Just can't, can't leave it alone. But we have talked about before. I remember I didn't get to these episodes yet, but Caitlin mentioned once last year, I think, just this whole, the whole shadow economy of oh, yeah. crappy, deliberately crappy, low-budget Christmas movies. Flood Hallmark, Lifetime, and now our BFFs, Netflix, Getting into trying it. to get some of those dollars. And I said, Caitlin, we should do one of those terrible Christmas movies. Yeah, we should. I said, just pick one. And I had to pick one, guys, that I hadn't seen. <gasps> Spoilers for now. I want to hear more about that next week. (laughs) But if you want to be on board with what we are watching, the slice of trash we're watching next week, Caitlin McKinnon, what movie did you select? A Christmas Inheritance. A Christmas Inheritance starring no one. (laughs) Absolutely no one. It is starring someone, but I'll tell you who that is next week because I had to figure it out. (laughs) And when I figured it out, I went, seriously? It was your mind blown. Not blown, but just like, wow, what are you, what okay. What are you doing here? Yeah. That's what I always get from these movies. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Um, so, yes, that is on Netflix. Check that out. Enjoy and, it. And join us next It might week. be, sorry, just so everyone knows, it might be The Christmas Inheritance. They're all the same. <laughs> so, 
Christmas inheritance. Just search it. You'll find it. And also when talking about this with a coworker, I got a suggestion for our, ni- our next slice of trash, which I did see when I looked up Christmas inheritance. Amazing. We'll get to that later. I'm going to tell her off mic what it is because I want to see the look on her face. If she hasn't already seen it, apparently. But there may be a chance. Hit us up next week for that, friends. Thank you so much for joining us as you do every week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And happy holidays. <laughs> It bees fly out of my nipples. <laughs> oh, they're so good. Okay. Mm.